These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old. Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema A to B. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1987 action sci-fi film Predator from the fantastic director, John McTiernan. Ben, let's talk about this. So, yeah, as we mentioned right before we hit record, this is oddly enough. I don't understand how this is happening, but this is the third John McTiernan film that we've elected to discuss on the podcast. And it's happenstance, but it's it's a welcome one. Mm-hmm. I absolutely I love this era of John McTiernan. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Die Hard and Die Hard is my favorite action film, uh, there's just <laughs> something about Predator. Yeah. And Predator is my favorite. I'm not going to say it's the best, but Predator is my favorite Schwarzenegger film. Mm. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first Schwarzenegger film on the podcast. Yeah. But it that, won't that be the talk. last. And I think I'll tease would probably have plans in the near future on maybe a season of Schwarzenegger, but um, it won't be, it won't include this one. This is a tremendous piece of filmmaking from the late eighties. And my favorite aspect of predator is that I get two movies for the price of one. Exactly. That's, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, obviously when the first time I watched it, it was about predator. And the first whole thing is about these like, Colombian drug people that they're going in and and then there's this whole like CIA like operative stuff of like oh they're gonna go in and get some ambassador or whoever but then it turns out it's not and it's they've already sent in another SEAL team and like there's this whole kind of conspiracy that never gets solved like we never find out like every like it just kind of disappears and then we fight the predator and then it's like all right let's go home and I'm like but no what what What's going on? Like, what he's, we still have to figure this out, but never will. It's never no, will. No, and it's likely that it was all BS yeah. from the very beginning and that it was all designed to get them in there to figure out what had been effectively hunting. Mm-hmm. It was actually Green Berets. Oh, that's And that was race. what was so cool when I was a kid. I didn't see this when it immediately came out, but I saw it very young. A super memorable either ninth or 10th birthday party. <laughs> my father finally kind of relented and I'm sure my mother was not happy about it, but I had one really close friend over for like my ninth or 10th birthday. I can't really remember the year in there. And I got a bunch of GI Joe stuff and then my dad had rented Predator. Oh, and we sat, we sat down on, I was laid on the floor playing GI Joe's and watching this movie. And little did I know that it would become like this just beloved piece of yeah. sci-fi action for me. This is unlike anything else. You're right. You do, you get the whole special ops mm-hmm. jungle warfare movie in the first half and then you get this super stripped down man versus nature but it's unnatural nature yeah with schwarzenegger and i think that's the aspect of it that i love the most is that i get this super quick switch that gets flipped into the basically the second movie yeah and arnold's more than 
up to the task of carrying the weight of of this film and being basically the only guy on screen for i don't 30. i don't think it's the back hour but it's close it's like 30 minutes like at least 30 35 minutes of time that he is just like it's just kind of him and predator and mostly just him because he's still predators and his uh invisibility you know cloaking device or whatever he's got going on but this is i mean into my opinion this is peak arnold like he's fantastic in total recall he's fantastic in terminator but this is where we get a lot of great quotes that are still said today a lot of great memes and and gifts that are used still today like this it, like not that it goes he goes off the rails i mean he still is going to do terminator 2 but this is peak arnold before he shaves his cheekbones this is high cheekbone <laughs> arnold this is the last movie that he did before he just kind of had him a little bit reduced so he could be a little bit nicer was that ever know. confirmed was that ever been confirmed dude come on take just i mean no it's never been confirmed but look but well look take a look at predator take a look at terminator 2 no there's i a, know there's a, yeah there's a huge and difference it was, in this. my father is a huge fan of arnold and oh. That's why I'm well. such a big fan of Arnold as well. And you're yeah. right. No, there is, there's like, there is, there's high cheekbone Arnold and then there's not. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing about this movie is how much weight he lost. For he the did role. Yeah. He did it specifically. So that way he could look a little bit more lean and fit like a, uh, not a seal team, but whatever. Um, Green, Green yeah, Beret. He's, well, I, they're basically, I don't know what they are. They're basically Delta force is probably yeah. the closest, but I always got a kick out of it. Cause you know, we, my dad was was 82nd airborne mm -hmm. stationed at Bragg. And then when the, they find the guy's skinned alive, he's like, these are green berets from Fort Bragg, <laughs> you know, and it was always, it was always like, Oh, that's cool. You know, they actually reference, they actually got it right. Where, Work where special there. forces mm -hmm. are posted, which is, and it's no longer Bragg. No, but for the purposes of the, this podcast, I'm going to continue to call it that, <laughs> but it, so there was a little bit of a connection there and I was always playing army mm -hmm. at that age. And so this, this film fit right in line with that. And I can't think of a more testosterone filled film than predator. No, no, absolutely you, not. Cause you go through this cast and just, and it's like Arnold isn't even the biggest guy on the block. I mean that, that belongs to Jesse Ventura. And Though, you see Jesse Ventura up next to him, and it's like, him. yeah. Now I think Arnold had bigger arms. I think that he, was the 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 joke, right? Like they were well, he, constantly. Well, so 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 when he was getting fitted, Jesse Ventura was told by wardrobe that his arms were one inch bigger than Arnold's, and so when they got to set, he challenged Arnold to like, hey, let's see how big our arms are, and so they measured it, and Arnold's were bigger. And supposedly the rumor is the trivia bit is that Arnold had paid the wardrobe staff to tell Jesse Ventura <laughs> this because he Arnold got like a like the bet was like some really nice champagne bottle or something. So it was I mean, the whole set like for like going into the fun parts of, the, the, of this movie on the set, because there wasn't many. We'll, and we'll get a no. little bit into that. But one of the fun things is because you had Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura, you know, and Arnold and all these people is that they all wanted to look great. And so they all worked out like constantly were working out so they could be the biggest and they can be except for Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers always would work out when no one else was around because he wanted the other guys to just think that's how he looked regular without having to you know pump up or anything. 
anything. Obviously, you know, they knew, but it, it's just that kind of that ego, that testosterone ego, like that not only was in the movie, but it was also on set between all of these guys. Like they yeah. were, oh, they were just competing the entire time. So yeah, it's, in, it's incredible. Yeah. Weathers looks absolutely incredible. Every bit oh, yes. is good, if not better than he did in any of the Rocky films mm-hmm. as Apollo. Yeah. And obviously Arnold's probably, gosh, I think he's like 210 or 220, like down from a normal, like, you know, 240. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's down at least 20 or 30 pounds for the role. Yeah. Uh, still looks great. Um, I love that. I don't think it's foreshadowing. It feels like it, but I just think it's part of the movie. But I love like at the beginning, all the guys get off the chopper except for him. Mm-hmm. Like he takes his time. Like he's the last guy off with the cigar. Of course. And, and everybody else is like more in a hurry to get out. And he's just like, he just moves at his own kind of pace, which feels like foreshadowing. Cause since he's basically the last man standing. Yeah. But the cast is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bill Duke. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and which was a which a recommendation from Arnold because I think they had just done Commando, Commando, yeah, yeah, beforehand, and so he they were still looking for some people, and Arnold's like hire hire Duke, he's fantastic or whatever, and so they did, and then he comes up with that little shaving gimmick that no one knew, like that was not in the script, and he started doing it, and then they're like, well, I guess we're gonna have to come up with an idea of how to break off a you know, Bic razor and turn it into blood and stuff like that. So wardrobe and <laughs> yeah. props were like having to, fri- you know, figure things out on the fly. By the way, in the, fr- in the franchise, which is, you know, a muddied muddled franchise, <laughs> he is the bill Duke as Mac is the first to wound a predator. Mm-hmm. Yes. When he, yeah, when he get, he just got a little too, uh, too aggressive, just got a little too greedy and careless, mm-hmm. but it's, funny to me because it this is not okay so i i love this movie this is i would say probably the most quintessential arnold film mine i think my favorite will always go go down as terminator 2 just because that was the first one that i was able to see because that was the one where like the killing was less and you know the because i was very strict for my parents technically zero yeah yeah so like i it was very very much very restrictive of what move r-rated movies i could watch and that was the first one i was able to watch so um that has a special place in my heart obviously it's also time travel and and a little bit more sci-fi even than this and so like that brought me in yeah but i and and i didn't see predator until high school college era um, so, you know, like had, had a lot of action films since then all, before I watched this as well. So I think that's probably why it's not my favorite like yours, but it is, it, it, it's so enjoyable. It's so great. It is from the dialogue is not fantastic. I can tell you that the writing's a little bit lacking, but my goodness, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like a lot of, there's a lot of good lines, but some of it's also like, wow, that's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is, but it, it. It doesn't need it. No, it doesn't. It's this such is... a lean. It's such a lean and mean piece. Anyway, mm-hmm. it does have who I consider like for a long time the best action film producer connection, which is Joel Silver, mm-hmm. and he he was producer on the Matrix films mm-hmm. as well. He was like he he lend a lot of credibility when they went to make the first Matrix film, and then obviously um, Die Hard. So it's like blue bloods of action filmmaking with pairing him up again with McTiernan mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, this is kind of like an early version of the Expendables, like the original Expendables kind of a situation where you kind got some, of, but and you don't have the, all these action stars, but you had some big, no, you know, you're big, right. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's an ensemble The the big ones being Schwarzenegger, Weathers and Ventura. And then they, they round everybody else out. Yeah. Of course, the funny thing is that, you know, you have like Shane Black on there really is like a filler role because I think he was doing rewrites, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So they bring him in. But you're right. I, now, the film is aged pretty well mm-hmm. for 87. And I think the special effects generally are pretty good for the for the era, especially given what they were trying to do. Yeah. But really why I think the movie has aged well, and I've said this numerous times on the pod, and I'm going to say it again, it's the score. Mm-hmm. It's oh this film score by Alan Silvestri that is, is as iconic as the film. And you, all you need to hear is that, that opening that yeah number and, and you're in, you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is Predator. And for those people who don't know, Silvestri also did, you know, has done movies like The Avengers, um, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, those like, I mean, he is still going strong today and still making yeah. really high quality stuff. Yeah, I mean, he sits, it's probably more than a Mount Rushmore because I could put more composers than just like mm-hmm. four or five up there, but he would be, he'd be one that I would certainly single out. But yeah. no, I want to, I want to get into how, how awful this, um, this shoot was. Oh my goodness. Because they're actually shooting in the jungle and it's not a great situation. All that night stuff with Schwarzenegger, he's like freezing. Mm-hmm gets sick bunch of the crew gets sick got basically got dysentery i think the only thing nobody caught was maybe malaria but i could be wrong there they could have malaria too it was awful that whole last kind of sequence in the water with just predator and arnold it was like stagnant water it was full of leeches it was cold and smelly like i mean it was not a good place to shoot and that's where they're shooting you know so it's you know not it's Th- all Mexico. Was, yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got issues of, I mean, I've been, I've done some shoots where I've had some craziness. I mean, I did a, a short horror film thing that we were shooting in the woods and I come home and I'm just full of ticks and like, it was not fun, but th- that was nothing compared to what some of the stuff they had to do. So like the, one of the, the heat visions um, of predator. So they had to do a composite of a bunch of different style shots. They couldn't just use infrared or like kind of do that camera because the jungle was so hot. It was like 90 degrees and humid that it washed everything out. You couldn't see bodies because they were the same temperature as the the forest and the the jungle behind them. So it was like it was absolutely useless. They, so they had to actually come up with some type of composite work of making, you know, getting that heat vision to actually look well on screen. I think they really nail the the Predator VFX. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it back recently, the the opening shot of the Predator ship passing Earth that model's pretty pretty bad it, and which doesn't make sense because this is well within the realm of you know this is eight years removed from alien this is one the following year following aliens mm-hmm. and the model works just so much better on those films than yeah. this and it's just it's a quick parting shot but i noticed i was like yeah that's it's not great it's a really simple opening 
the scores blaring and and yeah. you get Arnold Schwarzenegger gets first billing and then it's Predator right. in basically on black with white text and then you're into the you're immediately into the choppers coming in and then eventually getting into that great <laughs> arm wrestle handshake and Dylan you son of a bitch <laughs> what does the CIA have you pushing too many pencils yeah <laughs> So we, when we talked about Die Hard, we talked about the 80s era of the action star yeah. that is super muscled up mm -hmm. and frankly juiced out on performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> and this feels like one of the last ones, at least yeah. before you, because the following year you get Die Hard with, with a very different looking action star in Bruce Willis, mm -hmm. more of the everyman. So this is one of the last ones. And then Ar Arnold continues making these into the, you know, into the nineties, mid nineties. I consider like his last really, really good like action role for me is probably true lies in 94 yeah. before he has to, uh, cause then he, before he has then heart he surgery basically. And then the studios don't want to like, he doesn't get as good as scripts anymore after that. Once he I has, once he goes in for, for heart surgery, they don't want to insure him for these kinds of films. So, and he, and he does some of those more different stuff, like what end of days where there's action, but it's not just this, it's pretty much just all action. I mean, predator is action wall to wall with little bits and points of, of dialogue in between those bits of action. And this is an era where he's still doing quite a bit of his own stunt work. I mean, he has a stunt man on it doing the bigger moves, but, He's still throwing himself around after true lies. That basically isn't really the case anymore. And uh, I think, was it three years later? He makes uh total recall, mm -hmm. uh, which I, yeah, cause it's 90. 90 yeah. yeah. Which I love as well. It's really high on my list, but let's get back into the discuss a little bit of this cast. Cause I've always been a big fan of um, when I look through everybody, I really like Sonny Landon as Billy. <laughs> and yep. And he's so different from the rest of them. Like he, he sticks out like in a really, really good way. And as far as I know, that's basically him. Like, I don't know how much acting he's doing, <laughs> but yeah, like he's like one of the few characters that sort of is more accepting of his fate. Like everybody mm -hmm. else is kind of in denial and he's just like, there's something out there, but it, it ain't no man. Mm -hmm. And, and then he he just decides to go mono and mono in it with it with the machete, and that's always such a cool scene when he when he go ahead and yeah. slices Crack himself up. and he's on that he's on that downed log and mm -hmm. you obviously you just hear his scream. You don't actually see the fight or anything, yeah. No, which is which was a really nice decision, very Hitchcockian move of uh, mm -hmm. of McTiernan. But he's one that like, you know, Jesse Ventura is fun and and I. I love his dialogue and, and he gets the best weapon in the, the oh, yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> the minigun. Yeah. Which Arnold basically copies again in T2. <laughs> so like, it's pretty to, much this. And he had to carry two one of them. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. So Sonny was actually part of some of the problems on set. 
So oh, the yeah. studio, yeah, because the the <laughs> studio to allow them to have it, uh, basically, Sonny likes to has a short temper and is not afraid to throw hands with anybody and everybody. And so they actually had to hire a bodyguard for Sonny, not to protect Sonny, but to protect everyone else from Sonny, whose sole job is just that if Sonny got angry, he was going to get in the way and stop Sonny from trying to like punch someone out or get into a fight with someone. Just that's awesome. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Super dysfunctional. Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I've, I've been on some, some dysfunctional shoots, but most of it, none of it was this, this bad, this physical, this like nature really coming out and getting you. I mean, again, I had some ticks on me, but, you know, that was that was really the worst. Oh, yeah. And you wonder how much of the angst is a direct result of how awful the shooting conditions are mm-hmm. because you're you're getting sick. You know, you're you're I'm assuming consuming bad water or bad produce or something. And so you're you know, they're all losing a bunch of weight with that. And I can't imagine sleeping very well, mm-hmm. you know, basically camped out in the jungle and then long shoot days. And I've seen the behind the scenes stuff and then the Huffing around stuff. these cameras, these yeah. 35 millimeter cameras in the jungle. And now I guess there is, I'll have to look for it again, but I guess there are some shots where they brought in potted plants to flesh things out and you could still <laughs> see the black, the black pots. <laughs> and they just left, they just left them in the, in the, in the pots. It's just That's stood them up funny. in the jungle. I think it's towards the end of the movie, but mm. um, I've never caught that, but it, no, it makes me laugh. That's funny. There's a lot of these movies that were miserable to make. And then the end product is incredible. Yeah. They can't all be great experiences, unfortunately. And this is this. Yeah, this sounds just awful. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't I can't blame Arnold for not working with with McTiernan again. Well, but didn't didn't McTiernan do Last Action Hero? Didn't he direct that? Oh, no, Arnold? you're right. I'm wrong on that. He did do Last Action Hero. You're right. No, he did do he did do another. So there goes that whole theory. Yeah. No, that that's that's correct. And that was '93. Uh, yes. So like six years later. So yeah. yeah no, they. You're right. You're right. They they did work together again. But I would also say, Last Action Hero is highly underrated film. In my and we I think we've already talked on the pod about this film and why it's underrated and what people. Expect well, we're gonna it. have to. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have right. to set aside in an episode to discuss why it wasn't that successful and mm-hmm. and how audiences weren't ready mm-hmm. i don't think weren't ready for it for what it was doing yeah but we'll save that for the arnold schwarzenegger season of movies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which i guess will be sans predator but we'll uh we'll we'll account for that somehow yeah um there, but yeah no good call go good through. call with there's- last action hero because he absolutely did direct that movie you wonder if it wouldn't have been mutually beneficial, if they would have teamed up again in the late nineties or early two thousands, if it would have helped both Arnold didn't really need it, but if it would have helped McTiernan some to get back into a groove mm-hmm. instead of, uh, instead of wiretapping people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, I will talk like I really enjoy the action in this, but I will say it is it does feel very 80s. It is very not down to earth, very over the top explosions galore, gunfire that doesn't really sound like it. You know, like it's but it has great shots of Arnold shooting a gun and not blinking. 
any at any point. Like I yeah. know, I know that's something like he does really, really well. Is he just able? Apparently, to, like, he yells really well too because when he when he finishes like making all his weaponry and it's late yeah. at night and he's up in the tree and he lights that torch. That torch, yeah. That yells incredible. Mm-hmm. And then and that's where I love the movie. It just gets super primal. Yeah. At that moment, you forget what era it's supposed to be set in. It doesn't matter anymore. He's he's relegated to like bows and arrows. I guess he's got some explosive charges, but his his guns yeah. are largely gone because yeah. the gun he's holding gets hit. Mm-hmm. It does. Because Which gets, people forget. Kinda... People are like, how did he survive that? It's like, well, the the late the plasma blast or whatever from the Predator hit the gun and then ricocheted off of him. And yeah. then plus it's Arnold. He's not going to. It's not no, gonna die. He's plot armor. So, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so fun fact that an article I was reading about, about Predator was doing a little bit of just kind of catching up with it was that Peter Cullen did the voice of Predator. They brought him in, who was the uh, voice of Optimus Prime and still is the voice of oh, Optimus really? Prime. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he do his laugh too? Uh, he does, he does do his laugh. So I always got a kick out of his laugh, yeah. but so he had, like, apparently he had, he had, he had done King Kong a couple years earlier before this or something and had almost destroyed his voice. Like at some point, like apparently he was like coughing up blood, those kind of things. And so they didn't really give him any type of like, they're just like, Hey, we want you to develop the voice and the sounds that he was making. So instead of going big and bold, like King Kong or whatever, he went really quiet and was just had, and I forget what he had heard some animal and some soundtrack thing that did these, those clicks. And so that's what he did. And he was just like, he kept it really quiet. Cause he's like, he's oh. a hunter or those kind of things, but also to save his voice. And so that's where we got these clicks, but then it, 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 it works. So like the clicking is so like, is so terrifying just in itself. Like is that's all you hear. Cause you can't see him. And it's not this big, bold, challenging thing. It's more of kind of like, like I'm testing the sound or I'm getting you to move or I'm getting, you know, seeing, you know, what rustles when I, when I do this clicking. See, these are the fortuitous things that happen when you make a movie that yeah. people think are planned. And it, there's so much stuff like this that comes out later. That's like, Nope, we didn't, yeah, we didn't plan any of that. Just a voiceover actor trying to uh, kind of keep his voice in check and say, save his throat. <laughs> yeah, I I love that scene where he's like, you know, the the predator takes off his mask and, mm. and Arnold's is what the what the hell are you? And and, and then it's like, what the what hell the are hell? you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a such a great moment. Well, and so I did find out that like, the 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 predator laugh was him mocking. Ventura's character like because oh, like right okay. before it is Ventura was laughing and so it's kind of mimicking Ventura's laughter and so that's where the like the, kind of the laughter came from was well, that, but that fun. end laugh of when he's on oh, that detonation de- device yes. that's a really different laugh like that's yeah. that that always like I always got a kick out of that because it was like on the surface it shouldn't work it's a superhuman diabolical sounding laugh mm-hmm. it's like that doesn't sound like an alien but it's like well what if it's just a recording like mm-hmm. like everything like so much of the other mimicry stuff that he plays back um you know st- stick around and which <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right that's like one of the good one of the good one liners yeah. is like this i mean there's so many I mean, this is where get to the chopper comes uh-huh. from i mean it's it's, a cho- more, it's choppa choppa yeah but like a more apropos Arnold quote 
There is none. This yeah, is the only thing he doesn't say in this is is I'll be back. Yeah. And so apparently Predator was actually supposed to be played by Van Damme originally. Yes. Yeah. And, and the costumes trash. Yeah, absolute trash. Well, I mean, yeah, of the course, costume he was in was just absolute garbage. There's a we yeah, there's some the first time I saw that behind the scenes photo of him sitting with somebody, I was like, that looks what? photoshopped. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was around, hired and fired. I don't think it was very long. I don't know how long they shot with with him, but just, yeah, they they didn't they didn't went work. through a creature redesign and which and is then, crazy to me that they're like already shooting and then they had to do and was it was it Stan Winston? They did this, yeah, they did the creation of the um, yeah yeah it was Stan Winston yeah yeah and it's it like was, how what kind of schedule did he whip that up under? Well, he did it really fast. And, and one of the things his, I seen kind of a behind the scenes thing and he was talking about it where one of his friends is just like, you know, you would never get to do put mandibles on, on a creature. Like they never want that. And so he was just like, well, I got no direction. I'm going to put mandibles on the creature. And sure enough, and, and now oh, it's, yeah. it's the iconic look. It you is. Know? Yeah, it is. That thing there. You know, yeah. That face, the, the predator face is so iconic. Like, I mean, you can just, just the moment you see kind of that profile with the mandibles, you're like, well, all right, that's the predator done. Yeah, And I, and I understand the alien movies, like they're better, like it's a better grouping yeah. of movies, but I'm team predator all the way. Oh, of course. And so when I saw like an AVP was such a disappointment, <laughs> I mean, it's just such a, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We will, we won't talk about that. We will not. I'll go in briefly on predator Two. predator two does a lot of things, right? Predators 2's probably biggest problem because I've watched it fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Its biggest issue is Danny Glover. It just is. Like he's just not Danny Glover's a fine actor, but he's just not what that movie needed in the lead. Yeah. If you if you put a bigger actor in the lead of that movie and everything else pretty much stays the same, I'm telling you, it's you not better much- than this one, but you've got a much, much better sequel. Cause I watched it, I watched it super recent and was like, this is a lot better than I remember though. I mean, the whole concept of them taking it from the jungle to in the streets, the concrete jungle was the right move. But yeah, that movie's got other issues too. It does. It, this is just such a fun movie. This is such a classic Arnold. Like it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't get better than the 1987 predator action film for, um, for this film. It's, it, it's, I just, I really enjoy it. I think, um, I was talking with, with a couple friends of mine and just kind of mentioned like it's it, predator still kind of one of the better or best monster movies that are still out there. That kind of like fighting your dragons kind of um, that while there's a lot of mystery in the alien, it's definitely this, that's goes more towards horror film style kind of finding where this is just a duke amount almost kind of like a king kong versus godzilla type of fight it's arnold versus predator and you just don't really get that kind of yeah no that is it's a really good observation absolutely nobody's really making anything like this Hmm. right now i think i think you're right the the expendables angle is is spot on Hmm. like this is the early iteration of the big macho testosterone fueled ensemble yeah. piece basically um where these guys get picked off pretty much one, one by one yeah. and i have mm. to admit i've not i've still not seen um prey oh neither have i and i and i need to because i've heard good things i'll put it on my list but this yeah this is my 
favorite Arnold. It's not like it's it's not like I put it head and shoulders above T2 or Total Recall. No, or, no. But, but I just I think the the military special forces angle on it is a I have drama. kind of an affection for that. And it's see it's movies like this that when The Rock was trying to do when he was coming on the scene, I thought he I thought we were going to get stuff harkening back to this and he mm-hmm. he never ended up making a movie like this. I was so with the rundown, I liked the rundown a lot with the one with Sean William Scott in it. I was so excited to see where the rock was going. And some say that his deal with Disney was calculated because he was like, you know, if I continue to do these action films right now, I'm going to basically be going up still up against Arnold and people's, you know, envisioning Arnold. Cause it was like, I think it was like 2003 or 2004 was the rundown. So Mm -hmm. you're talking like Arnold was still pretty much doing films or had just done some films, you know, but doing a, you know, this Disney run of Disney movies, the rock is introducing himself to a whole new generation of film, you know, moviegoers. And so when they become teenagers and adults, that's when he makes this switch over into this kind of more action star thing when then they can. And so they don't really have, I mean, like they can go back and watch Arnold, but Arnold wasn't as, you know, he wasn't the day to day name that he was even in the two thousands. And so like, he didn't have to, this again, this is a theory. This is not you know, yeah. of maybe it was a calculated reason why he did that Disney deal. So he could kind of get into the hearts and minds of the young people. So when he did switch over to action, they'd be willing to follow. Yeah. I just, I, I remember, I know when he was making his kind of run up through the ranks that it looked like a natural handoff. Hmm from Schwarzenegger and it just never really happened. No. Cause he did, he did uh walking tall. Was that the yeah, other one? I think one? that was right even after- before the rundown. I think that was maybe even before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He so- had a few films that felt like early walking tall was a remake, but it felt like an early Arnold yeah. film did kind of bare bones, you know, simple, really, really simple plot. Cause Arnold made some stinkers too. I mean, just, Watch Raw Deal. <laughs> terrible movie. Uh, that's terrible not movie. It's not what um, I thought you were going to say, but it's fantastic. It's well, the the shootout near the end is great, but mm. and it has <laughs> one of my favorite Arnold scenes in a movie where <laughs> where <laughs> where he's arguing with his wife and she throws a cake at him <laughs> and he like barely dodges it and it smashes into the cabinets behind him and he and he tells her <laughs> You should not drink and bake. <laughs> but that's really, that's, that's really all part. Raw Deal has good for. And uh. I have the poster for Raw Deal too for my father. And it's an amazing movie poster. <laughs> but yeah, Raw Deal was trash. So it's like, I was, I was waiting for Arnold to hand the, the torch off the baton to somebody. And it never really happened. And maybe it didn't happen because mm-hmm. Hollywood went a different, different direction with this and with their, their leading action stars yeah with the smaller you know more not smaller just average looking people instead of uh six two and mr olympia yeah because even the action i mean the action figures all mimicked this stuff (laughs) and that's why he man became popular and yeah yeah. because that's what it was but then but then you get in the 90s and you get a lot of you know normal looking guys 
I mean, yeah. heck, Nick Cage was an action star. He was like oh, the yeah. biggest action star in the 90s, you know? Yeah. I love that meme of Nick Cage through the years. <laughs> and in the middle is Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> from, because of face from off. Face yeah. off yeah. From face off. From face off. Yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. We just, sometimes it's tangentville on the pod. It and is. We, it happens. We, I shouldn't make any apologies for it, but. Yeah, this year, this is right. I think Predator's the last of a kind of a dying genre. Yeah, because because Total Recall was had a lot of action in it as well, but it definitely was much more about kind of the story uh, than and and Predator has some story, but it's really like we're just going to move this along until we get to Arnold and the yeah. the Predator, and that's the that's the penultimate kind of climax of them fighting. Whereas Total Recall has a lot going on with it of like. Well, and you, you know, can kind of gauge these how like peak action they are by how how much screen time does Arnold have his shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> by the way, speaking of that, I love the fact like he goes through the, the the battle, like he gets off, you know, he's wearing the red shirt that's short sleeves, but then he puts on his gear. But then they're gonna trace through the jungle, and he as they've gone through the firefight, he just keeps slowly taking off more and more yes. clothing until it's just the vest. And I'm just like, you're now you're gonna go through the woods with like for nothing the, for the female viewer, yeah, and frankly the male viewer, yeah. The whole joke, by the way, if you lift weights a lot, you end up looking anything like Arnold. You think that women are gonna come flocking to you and be like, <laughs> oh, but what happens is guys come up to you. <laughs> straight guys and are like man how much you bench bro like you know <laughs> that was always the joke about being muscle bound it's like yeah. it doesn't doesn't you don't get the do women you, you get no. you get it's other it's other dudes they're just like dude oh. you're jacked but yeah he uh this and commando oh was kind of peak commando. i think you're i think you're right it's kind of peak like shirtless schwarzenegger yeah well predator Predators. Thoughts. Last thoughts. Anything? Thoughts. Feelings. Wish we, emotions. Wish we, had, we, we wish we had said the conversation can't go that deep because this is not a deep film. This mm. is not a deep thought provoking film. This is this is raw visceral entertainment. Mm. And but there's a place for that. Like not absolutely. everything can be that heavy. No. Sometimes you need this, and this. I mean, and this is just as much art as an entertainment as some of the others you know this is true escapist yeah flair yeah it is i get a special forces and then i get a survivalist film in Mm -hmm. for the price of one yep it's fantastic well with that i think we're gonna say thank you everybody for watching us we uh, release these every monday so please join us either on our youtube channel or you can get them wherever you get your podcasts so thanks for joining us and have a great rest of your day